Right, so as I said, um, when we sent the um, email out to try and make sure everybody is, um, is on board and, and you know, everybody is with us would show up tonight, we did say we're going to give an update in terms of venue and uh, a leadership, leadership um, transition update as well. Um, so this is the leadership transition update thing um, tonight. So just a bit of context again. don't know if you guys remember May 21st this year. That's the uh, screenshot of the YouTube um, stream, so you can always catch up if you have to. But that was May 21st. It was a big moment for us. Uh, number one, as we announced a new eldership team that uh, subsequently um, we've actually brought on with us, so it was a big one. Um, but then also we gave um, the Stunder Family Future uh, update where we talked about um, uh, just where we feel God has brought us up until up until that bit. So if you uh, weren't there or you've forgotten, uh, please do go back there. It's on, it's on YouTube. Um, you know, you can um, catch up there again. But uh, in there, you know, I, I mentioned even having a chat with Mike in August, um, in uh, uh, August 2022. Yes, yeah. So trying to put a little timeline over there. Chat with him about the stirrings that we feel. Um, and then in October, um, actually, my wife and I, we were in North Carolina, actually really felt the Lord confirm that what we had been sensing in us, the Lord was asking us to let go uh, of our season here um, in Canada. And so, um, yeah, in March, we um, told the uh, eldership team at that stage, so the eldership and the elders and training team. And then um, in May, as you can see here, uh, we first told our deacons, our community leaders, and then we shared the news um, with everybody as a church. Um, about just our future that will be changing. Um, I mean, I guess May would have, that would have been 12, 12 months from that May onwards, you know. But then we also talked a little bit about our future strategy um, in light of the fact that we, as leaders of this church, would be moving on. Um, and so, I mean, in that moment, uh, I definitely... Uh, highlighted the potential of an internal and an external appointment in terms of a replacement for us. Go back and listen to it. I've tried my very best to make a strong case for trusting the Lord for an internal appointment, that it is very, very possible uh, and very probable, given the caliber of leader in our, uh, leaders, leaders in our team, in our church, and my faith was there that actually we'd be able to do that. Um, and if need be, we can transition into a team. Uh, I mean, the team has grown certainly since then, team for a time. And the faith was that a leader would bubble to the surface. And I said there that would be evident to most. So I didn't say everybody, but certainly most. Um, and in that process, we said we'd have the advance movement. That's the network of churches that we partner with. They would be walking alongside us and to, to help us through that process. Um, and tonight, we want to bring you in on a very exciting announcement. We feel like the Lord has been so faithful that these things that we actually, in that May, we've spoken out in faith, actually has come to fruition. So I'm happy to announce that we, when I say we, I mean that we sense that to us and to the Holy Spirit, you know, to us as elders, the Holy Spirit and our, and our advanced team, that Brian and Vanessa Evans has been raised up uh, to take over from the Stunder family. Yeah. So we're going to bring you in on that journey as well. We brought you in on the venue journey. We're going to bring you in on the journey as to how do we get to where we got to tonight. And so before I'm actually going to let some of the other elders speak into the scenario, I want to also just let you in on my particular journey uh, as well. And so again, I'm going to go back to August uh, last year and my chat with Mike when I was saying with Mike, hey, bro, like just so you know, um, Feeling stirrings, don't know where this is going, but there's a chance that we might not renew our work permits in 2024. Um, and uh, I remember Mike asking me in that moment, he said, um, all right, so what are, your, what are your thoughts on transition? Obviously, if you're saying that that might be a possibility, well, what's, what's beyond that? And I remember saying to him, I said, I really do believe, that's August last year, I said, I believe there's a successor in our, in our church, there's a successor in our team. Um, and so Mike you know, as Mike is, Mike's like, okay, tell me who. Mike said, who do you think it is? And I said, nah, I don't want to say yet, you know. And so uh, um, that, was, that was August um, last year. Fast forward now to March. For me, there was an, a, a really key moment there as well um, that I want to let you in on. 
um, because in March, at that stage, um, I not only invited Brian to come onto our eldership team alongside Corey and Justin, um, but I've also invited him to come onto staff. And actually, that conversation, there's not enough lines at the top to bring you in on that. But when Lawrence was out after one year planting in Cornell, in that very meeting, that's where Toby was stirred to go join them. And at that very meeting, I remember being on the porch at the Bean and Basket having coffee after the service, saying to Brian, bro, won't you, uh, won't you just think about coming onto staff? Have you ever thought about coming onto staff again? And he was like, yeah, you know. But that was, it was, I'm pretty sure that was 2021. So in March... Um, you know, I had subsequent conversations there, and I've invited him to come onto staff as well. Um, and actually, he was at an advanced conference at that stage, and we were talking about it, and, and, it, and it pretty much looked like um, it was going to happen, um, I think, in April or May. And so, um, I, as I was chatting with, with Brian about that, Brian... Um, you know, he, he was thinking about, you know, he was wrestling with in terms of confidence, like coming onto an eldership team, coming onto staff. You know, he was, I don't know if he was just being Canadian, um, but, you know, there was like, you know, don't, you know, don't play me. Um, and I remember just having like real confidence conversations with him. Um, I think it was the 9th of March that I met with him. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, affirmed him. I said, look, I believe you're the, the right person uh, in terms of our staff, like, I believe, I mean, we've journeyed, as I've said, two years with uh, Brian and the other guys in terms of getting them ready for eldership. As he wouldn't spend that much time, we wouldn't feel like you'd call to this, but certainly for the staff thing as well. So we had that conversation. It went really well. Um, and I went home and I felt the Lord just say to me, call him again. I want you to say an extra thing to him. And uh, man, I, I, I was like, oh, I don't know, why should I, Lord, please? And, and so it was a real faith step with me. But I called him. I called him back um, because what I felt the Lord say to me was say, to say to Brian, bro, I don't only have confidence that you uh, should be on our eldership team. I don't only have confidence that you should be on our staff team. But when the time comes when we start to explore uh, a, um, a successor, I think you should be on that list. That's all I said. Didn't say you would. Didn't say you should. I just said you should be on that list. And I pulled a little bit of a Toby card there as well. Because I remember sitting with Toby, uh, maybe in 2020. And I said to Toby, Toby, you can either come onto staff with me or go plant a church with, come back onto staff because Toby was once. I said, but I need you, please. Or go and plant a church with the Keens. And uh, he said no to either. And the Lord had to arrest him a year later. Okay. <laughs> And I remember when, when, when Lawrence planted, I said to Lawrence, Lawrence, you need to plant with a succession strategy built in. By the way, here's Toby. I think he's a great guy to take with you. And, you know, later on it happened. So, I mean, I didn't want to, like, pull prophetic cards or anything. But I said to Brian, look, at least be on the list. That's all. I just want to say that I've got such confidence in you that I think you should be on the list as well. And I left it at that. So I called him to make the arrangement. So I didn't, I didn't say that. I said, can we meet again? I just met with you. Can we meet tomorrow again? He's like, yeah, sure. Okay. And that, that, I made the arrangement, and then 1 Kings 19 was my reading um, that next day. And the Lord spoke so clearly to me out of that passage. Um, if you're not familiar with that passage, it's the bit where uh, Elijah had just, uh, you know, taken care of the prophets of Baal, and uh, he's running for his life, and um, he's exhausted. And actually, he goes into the wilderness, and he collapses, and he's like, I just, I'm just tired. I just want to die. And the Lord strengthens him for the next journey ahead. And I remember that's how I felt just before my sabbatical, exhausted, pulled, you know, I just felt like I can't. And, I, and, and, I, and the Lord was showing me there that this was you at your sabbatical. And, and the Lord strengthened him with a meal, an angel, and, he, and he, he said, you've got a little bit more to run, okay? And I felt like that was me. And so then he, he does run and he finds himself at a cave. And actually it's this moment where uh, the Lord says, I'm going to pass by you. I'm going to walk. And, and it's this crazy wind. And then this next bit is this massive earthquake. And the next bit is this massive fire. And, and it says then there was a still small voice and the Lord was in the voice. And the Lord again spoke to me and says, this is your journey with Canada. Is that you have felt the still small voice. I'm in the voice. But the Bible tells us that God was also passing by. So it wasn't like he wasn't in the rocks, uh, the wind or the fire. And, and for us, it was like, okay, there's these external things. Like we can't get citizenship. And my kids are graduating. And like it's just so... But the, the small voice led us. And so, again, the Lord was saying, I gave you a sabbatical. Yeah, there's these external things, but you, you responded to the still small voice in me. And then what happens then is then he basically, the Lord says to him, I want you to appoint Elisha, Elisha in your place. 
And he also says, I want you to do another, another thing, anoint a king in you know, the northern and the southern kingdom. And he ends up not doing those things, just doing that. And I felt the Lord say to me, just, I said, I'd already made the, arrange, made the arrangement. And in that moment, it was a confirmation. I need to put that in front of him, saying, I, I believe you could do it. Not you would, not you should, you could. That's it. And, uh, and, and actually, the Lord said to me, he's going to finish things that I, I thought I'd, I'd finish. In, in that pre- and that's, there's a reality that that's where I had to get to. I've realized, man, there's things I'd love to do still, but it's not for me to do. Actually, feel like it's Brian and Vanessa that would do that. So anyway, after that meeting, again, he didn't pull a Canadian on me. He didn't go, whoa, 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 I think you got the wrong guy here. Like, actually, like, there wasn't that lack of confidence there was before. He looked me straight in the eyes, and he just went, okay. I just knew, like, something happened in that moment. And again, I wasn't dangling a carrot. I wasn't saying you should. I wasn't saying you, you will. I was saying you could. And so I called Mike back straight after. Because remember, Mike and I are the only remaining elders. We had just sent Toby, and I didn't want to say anything to Mike about the stirrings until Toby, we had sent him off good and proper. And so Mike and I are the only ones on the eldership team. So me and him talk a lot. So after that meeting, I called Mike, and I said, bro, I just got to tell you what I just did. I kind of took him through the One Kings thing, and I told him what I shared uh, with Ryan. And then he said to me, so, so it's Brian. He went, he went back to that August conversation. He's like, okay, so it's Brian. And uh, he's like, yeah, I kind of knew. I mean, you know, he's a bit of a sharp guy himself. So anyway, since then, as I said, we've leaned on our advance. Um, uh, you know, he came onto staff and to eldership eventually then, but then we leaned on our advanced friends. Um, and uh, even in September, we had a, a couple of really key meetings to help us uh, with not just the process. Like if this is something that... I, I sensed, okay, so now at this stage, it's just between me and Mike, right, all right? There's something that I sensed, and of course, I've put it in front of Brian, but um, that's it, you know, I said, don't say anything else. Um, Advance has come alongside us to, you know, our leaders, our friends on the, on the East, uh, East Coast here, um, Eric, uh, Donnie, uh, Rigby, also he's an old friend of mine, an old friend of the uh, Holmeses, he's been actually in this church uh, uh, in, in previous seasons, helped us really uh, with the process, but then also processing some of the answers. So they gave an, an, an assignment to our eldership team and they uh, saying, go home and ask this question, who do you have faith to follow and why? That's it. Just who could you follow and why could you follow them? Individual answers. Don't speak to one another. Just write them down and share them with myself. And, um, and so the amazing thing is, September, this was the exercise, and as I said, there's a near consensus on our team to what we're sharing right now. And again, we didn't, never said we weren't looking for 100% score. We said, uh, you know, obvious or evident to most, doesn't have to be all. And it was the case in September that there was near consensus. And so, yeah, we uh, worked with those answers right up until this week. We were just now in November. There's some of the guys, actually all of them there. There's Tom Tapping on the far left. Uh, Tom and his wife, Yuna, on the far right, sorry. Um, Donnie is on the far left with Rigby and Sue Wallace in the middle there. They were meeting with us as an eldership team in North Carolina um, to, to process uh, this answers and to help us to get with where we are today. We landed with confidence uh, with where we are today. So before I'm going to conclude with our very own process of what this looks like, what does this transition look like, I'm actually going to hand over um, and get others to share. So first up will be Mike Holmes. To, uh, to share his side of the story. All right. I, um, yeah, that's super unhelpful. I have one lens right now. <laughs> it's just broken. And so, uh, and I definitely uh, would struggle with it. Anybody have readers? Anything. Thank you. Just anything. I'll take anything. Thank you. Oh, that's perfect, Paul. Thank you so much. All right. Um, I'm going to keep them on and look over them, okay? I know it's an old guy thing, but just bear with me. Um, uh, as Vic mentioned, I've been in on these uh, conversations on the inside for quite a while. <clears throat> and so I've had a lot of time to process uh, Brian and Vanessa's candidacy. And um, I'm going to read an email shortly from Justin, how he responded to the question that uh, Vic has already opened up uh, by Rig Rigby Wallace, who do you have faith to follow and, and why? 
But candidly, um, I must confess that when I realized that Brian and Vanessa <coughs> were on the radar, the why nots came to me quicker and more plentifully than the whys. You know, my journey has been fairly lengthy here, and if I was going to summarize it, my challenge has been twofold. First challenge has been, can I put aside history and see Brian and Vanessa with new eyes in the present rather than view them through the lens of the past? So that's been my first question. Can I do that? Brian came to this church when he was 10. There's some, there's some, there's some, some of you to process. And we've walked with Brian for many, many years and Vanessa. So that's my first question. The second one was more personal. Can I be led by someone that I've led? Can I be led by someone that I've led? And, um, you know, maybe you'll need to wrestle through your own questions and concerns, and that's entirely normal. However, at the end of the day, I arrived at a place where I am not willing to allow my prejudices and preconceptions to create a ceiling for this couple. Um, and I can echo with all authenticity what the Apostle Paul spoke regarding Timothy in Philippians 2.22. But you know that Timothy has proved himself, Paul wrote, because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the work of the gospel. Brian and Vanessa have proved to me over almost two and a half decades that they love Jesus, they love his church and this church, and I have arrived at a point where I can trust that God will use them to lead city gates into the place that they will be uniquely gifted to bring us. So Justin verbalized this proving that I've talked about so clearly in his email, and I'm going to read that, the part that's relevant. These were, these were the highlights from Justin, which I thought were just amazing. He wrote this. He said, Brian has been part of the legacy of this church since he was a kid. He has and continues to serve faithfully, even to the point of leaving the corporate world, taking a pay cut to serve administratively while also leading as an elder and taking on those leadership responsibilities. I have watched Brian grow spiritually as a man, father, husband, and leader, and I'm so proud of his growth and maturity, it has been fun to watch. He is growing into an effective teacher and preacher. I've seen him grow and mature pastorally since he started leading a community group. Brian is creative. Brian's worked closely with you, Vic. This email was to Vic. Uh, both prior to being on staff and now being on staff. So I believe that he may be able to carry on some of the things you started that we discussed were important not to change or recreate after you leave. And he closes with this. He said, however, I would say that one of the, mo one of the things that stands out to me the most is how he has served and led our young people, the next generation, and I think to effectively lead our church going forward, that is an important aspect. Magnificent email. I'll got one quick thought before I hand off to who's next? Uh, Corey. Um, when we felt that our season of leading the church was finished, which was a long time ago now, the church was starting to look like us. The, st the church was starting to look like us, our age, older, gray-haired people, and we realized very quickly we cannot, that cannot be the face of City Gates. Gen that, that will not be a generational church. That will be a one-generational church. And we needed to make sure that the next generation came. And guess what? The church looks a lot like Vic and his family right now and kids. And guess what? That will continue uh, under Brian and Vanessa's watch. Awesome. Yeah, I guess I'll fill you in on, um, on our journey to... Uh, uh, to this answer. Our, our journey of faith, um, once again, when this question of who would you follow was posed to us, um, before we saw Brian and Vanessa um, as the ones to lead the church, yeah, it started, it started with us praying and, and thinking, maybe we need to look to the outside, um, and that might be our best option. And that's kind of what we 
had started landing on. I know that my church background of, in the Presbyterian church and in the Pentecostal church, there is like a, there's a very structured way of, you know, how you would choose a next leader. Um, generally, there's, you know, schooling and tests and training and, and then someone gets ordained a minister after many, many years. And um, so th that's kind of what I knew. Um, and I know that after, you know, uh, Mike and Edwina had been pretty clear that they felt that their season of leading was done. Um, and they didn't need to take up that mantle again. They, they thought it was better suited for someone else. So I looked at myself and Justin and Brian, and I was viewing it through this lens um, that I had with my church history. And so I just felt like, okay, I, I guess we need someone else, um, is what we kind of started our answer with to Vic. But also, the other thing that we had in our email, I'll hand it over to my wife here. <laughs> Um, yeah, so again, like Corey was saying, that we're, we're new to the City Gates family, but we're not new to transition. So we had prayed over it. We've seen um, leadership change through the years. Um, but we did ultimately come to a consensus in our family that if there was somebody called, if the, if the elders came to and had faith for somebody to be you know, taught to be to rise up, we would submit and we would follow, and that was our prayer, and we were fully on board with that. And because of that, we knew that God equips those He called, and we could not deny that there was an incredible calling in the life of Brian and Vanessa. So, mm -hmm. yeah, and so after sending that email, and we started having conversations um, with the elders after that. Um, and there began to be, you know, it's like, okay, persuade us. I know that we have, we have, you know, said we think we should look outside, but hey, if someone has felt called, if someone, if everyone has faith for someone, we will submit to them and we will follow them because we just believe that everyone on this team um, has character enough that we want to follow. <laughs> um, but some of the things that really persuaded us and stood out to us as we were just, you know, hearing people's faith for Brian and Vanessa was, number one, the calling. I mean, that is just irrefutable. They put up their hands. Mm -hmm. They said, hey, we will follow anyone, but our hands are up. And that's no small thing, church. That's no small thing. Number two, the sacrifice. It's already been spoken about, but, I mean, taking... From, from the world's perspective, taking a pay cut to come work for a church, a church that they love with all their hearts, that's no small thing. That's no small thing. The history, they grew up in this church. They've seen it time and time again, many transitions, but they've stuck with it. They've stuck with her. They've stuck with us. And fourthly, their willingness to learn. And we've just watched them grow in wisdom, and that's their DNA. That takes a lot of humility, too, and I've, I've heard this expressed, and I've watched it. Um, you know, they want to use all the giftings of the eldership team in the church. They want to lean on that kind of stuff. Um, that takes great humility, and they want to grow. They don't just want to stay in that place. They want to grow in their own theological and pastoral gifts, um, which was just exciting to see. And so God will equip those he calls. We have faith for that. Moses, right? Peter, <laughs> just a fisherman. I mean, there's plenty more. We've been reading through it in Acts 2, in, in Acts as well. In <laughs> Acts 6, <laughs> if you remember, they're picking people for the serving, right? And who do they pick? Do they pick people who are great at serving food, great administrators? No. It says pick people with character and full of the spirit. And I just think you guys have that in spades. And that's really what persuaded us. How could we not want to follow you? And so we just, we don't have a doubt about God using the character of this couple uh, mightily in our eldership team and in this church. And we just look forward to leading with them and submitting to them. So that's, that's kind of our journey. <laughs> All right, Edwina, this is your moment. And then after that's Justin and Leslie.
I've been I've been known to shed a flood of tears as I'm <laughs> as I'm talking about this. Okay, so I'm I've been um, given Brian's response to share with all of you, and it's a very beautiful and powerful response. So, hi Vic. I chatted with Vanessa about the Rigby question, and the Rigby question, as you heard earlier was, who do you have faith to follow among the, the elders? And I think we are on the same page. For the question, who would you follow, the answer is pretty simple. I would follow any of them, Mike, Justin, or Corey. Because I'm just like that. You say jump, I say how high. If someone is put in the seat of authority, I'm perfectly okay to follow. But if the question is, who do I see actually leading, that's quite different. I think Corey is very, no, I, I go over there. I, again, I think they're all capable and qualified. And I would follow any of them if they were put into that role. But I don't know if I actually see any of them stepping into that role, which leaves myself. I am willing to lead. I don't know if I'm as capable or qualified as the others, but I see the need and I love this church. I would do anything to love city gates and if that means taking this role, I'll do it. I would need a lot of input though, from you, both up to and after you leave. From Mike, who was led before, from Justin and Corey, and also from outside leaders. The other thing is, my answer depends on the others. If no one is willing to follow me, then maybe I'm not the guy for the job. A massive responsibility this is and I definitely don't want to force myself into this role. Hope that answers your question. Now, when I read Brian's response, already I had been talking to God a lot. And when I read this, I saw both humility and willingness to say yes to Jesus. That did it for me. I'm not gonna cry now. But I, but I do cry at that point. I've read it so many times and I cry every time. <laughs> but um, the reason I cried is this. Shortly before everyone sent in their responses, I was talking to God seriously and I felt the Holy Spirit lead me to, I think it's First Kings chapter, no. <laughs> chapter, chapter 16, and I'm reading from 10 to 13. I'll give you that scripture reference later. I'm going to read this to all of us. Um, God, I, I'll just give you a little beginning. God had in mind to replace King Saul. And so he called to Samuel the prophet, and he said, fill your horn with oil, and go, I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. So here Samuel's going to Jesse's place. And this is what the scripture says. And he said to Jesse and his sons, consecrate yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he looked on Eliab and thought, whoa, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. And Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel. And Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord hasn't chosen any of these. Then Samuel said to Jesse, are all your sons here? 
And he said, there remains yet the youngest, but behold, he's keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, send and get him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day forward. This is what came to my heart when Brian said, I will, if, if needs be, I will. And I have so much faith for Brian and Vanessa. They are a son and daughter, and daughter. I was going to say daughter-in-law, but son and daughter in this house. I'll tell you that they were part of a very huge, large um, youth group at City Gates. A powerful, wonderful group, wasn't it? Every one of the youth has made their way somewhere. Uh, Doug and Kaylee's daughters in South Africa as a result. Doug and Faye's daughter. And, and you know, Brian and Vanessa. I marvel at this. God has kept them here in this family. I can't help thinking about that. And I believe that as you say yes, the Spirit of the Lord will rush upon you from this day forward. That is tough to follow. I think um, our part is uh, in some ways easy. Um, Mike read my response. <laughs> so that kind of, um, and I always try to s stick to a script, but I'm not sure I can do that. That's actually the very first time I've heard Brian's response. So yeah, you never, I never got to read it. I only heard some of it. In, so for me, that was, I think Edwina sort of you know, said it, that there is such humility and willingness in that one thing. And I think um, it was easy. I was the last person to actually respond. I think Vic had to follow up with me a couple of times. Uh, not because I was procrastinating, but I just needed to sort of sit on it. And, you know, Leslie and I really took time to pray and talk it through. Um, partly because one of, the, one of the challenges, we, one of the things we had to go through was um, looking actually at ourselves and wondering whether or not we, this was our time and we needed to put our hand up. And so, so through much, you know, so through prayer and consideration and um, just discussion, um, we just both felt that this wasn't for us. And then it actually made it quite easy in that process to go back and say, you know, again, the question was who would we follow and why? Um, there is always, like Mike said, that natural default to go to the why nots, and we could have done that, but um, I really just took it, we really just took it to heart and it actually, all of those things that Mike listed made it very easy. I probably put that email together, no word of a lie, in probably five minutes it felt like. Because I didn't have to sit and think about those things because we have history here as well. We've had the privilege of actually being Brian and Vanessa's community group leaders and them submitting to us. But part of that was actually seeing them go from sitting under our leadership in that context to starting their own and seeing that flourish. Um, and just seeing and watching you guys grow up right in front of our eyes. Um, you know, I, I coach sports a lot outside of here. For those of you who don't know, you probably do. Um, and one thing that I just sort of th thought of is that, um, you know, when, you're, when you coach and when you're, be when you're behind the scenes, like if you have a front row seat at a game, you only see the results of whatever is being put in behind the scenes. But when you coach, when you're behind the scenes, you see what goes on to get you there. And I have seen just 
amazing growth. Like I sort of said, I'm going to try not to cry. Leslie's, that's her job. She's supposed to do that. <laughs> but I've just watched these guys grow from kids to young adults to a grown man and a grown woman who have, lead, have led and sacrificed so much for this church. And um, it's going to be an easy one for us guys to submit and watch you guys do what God has called you to do. Uh, and see God really propel and advance you. And like um, uh, Cor or Corey and Vera talked about, just seeing God equip you guys as a part of the journey. Like, this isn't a quick fix, guys. This isn't something where I say, yep, Brian and Vanessa are going to be input in, and I know Vic will talk about the process in a moment. This is going to be a journey that we all get to be a part of. And we really just felt as not the part of us not being the people to be the next ones to take over, but actually, we really felt God that God was calling us to be a big brother and a big sister in this church, but also to Brian and Vanessa to really come alongside them and support them in a way that they will grow into the calling that God has placed on their lives. And I actually felt such peace and relief in knowing that. And to be honest, I know like I, we're we're getting to that point. Like in our, we look in our community group, we have all these young families. And we're like, man, we're the old we're the old people in our group. And not to say that we're over the hill or past our prime, I actually think we will be able to walk into our prime in this next season, supporting Brian and Vanessa as they move in to lead this church. And I think that's something for us that we are extremely excited about. And so we are, we're, we're excited. We have so much faith for you guys and for this church. And um, it could have been, we've had many opportunities where we could have bowed out along the way. And so this, this church really does have a unique story. And the reason why um, our family is here is because we love you guys. We love this church. And so we're in for the ride. Um, how smooth or how bumpy that might get, we do it because we love you guys. And we're committed to you. And um, we're not going anywhere. We're just, we're here to come alongside these guys and help them along the way, which ultimately is going to help help people find and follow Jesus and, and um, bring you guys along with us. And so, you know, we were away last week um, at Advance. And um, it was a really good time for our leadership, but also for Leslie and I to encounter God. And in that process, um, you know, Leslie had been praying and so, I'm going to pass it on to her because God sort of gave, you know, planted something in her heart that I think goes along with some of the things that Edwina shared, and I think that's really for all of us. And I'm going to trust <laughs> Leslie to go and share that with you guys right now. Yeah, so um, this is the first advance conference that I've been to for quite some time, and, you know, Justin and I haven't really been to many of them together, and it's just, it was such an encouragement to be amongst so many um, leaders and just people filled with the love of God and just desiring to, you know, move the, the church forward. So um, there was a couple of messages that were really uh, inspirational and challenging us. Um, but last week I asked God, I said, what is it that you want me to share with City Gates from my time away? And... Um, <laughs> You can do it. You'll be you'll be good. <laughs> he uh, led me to Hebrews chapter ten, verse nineteen to twenty-five. So I'm just going to read that. Uh, basically, it says a call to persevere. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope that we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. God also reminded me 
of the people of Israel when they were wandering around, around the wilderness for so many years. Um, he provided for them every day, everything they needed. Um, and also, I just wanted to mention one of the messages that really spoke to us uh, was uh, from Eric Santiago. He's one of the elders in, or lead elders in a monument church down in Washington. Um, his message was called, Put Your Yes on the Table. I encourage you guys to listen to it. If you haven't, it's a really great message. But anyways, um, God's timing is perfect. It may not be ours, right? We might have a plan, and it's not always the way that we think it's going to work out to be. But he never fails. His promises are true. So he's asking for you. Where are you? Do you want to put your yes on the table? That's what he's asking for. Whatever that looks like. It's not always easy, but he just wants, he just wants you to put your yes on the table. Thank you, guys. All right, we, um, I'm going to get my wife just to share, uh, and then I'll share the process. You're asking, well, what does this look like? I will do that in a moment, so go for it, babes. Cool. So nice to see everybody's faces. It's so nice when moms have all their kids at the table. <laughs> it's so nice to see everybody. I know this is super long. It's like a wedding, and there's lots of, lots of things being said, but I'm just going to quickly, quickly... Quickly, quickly share mine. So just to say like about Brian and Vanessa, like since we got here nine years ago, we have felt your support from the beginning. Like every event, every trip we went on, you guys prioritized it and we felt the win your wind in our sails. And it's huge. Like we just felt like if we did an initiative, you guys understood and you guys were there. And I always saw Brian supporting Vic and it was just so encouraging for me. Um, it's, it was huge. Every advanced trip, we look back over photos from the last nine years and there's Brian in, in the pictures, you know, if anything's being done. Um, I know, sorry. Okay. Um, and then, like, yeah, we went to Wales on one of our, like, um, City Gates trips. Brian and Vanessa were there and it was just so amazing to see their gifts in action and them doing that with us. And then just the fact that they, like, they prioritized visiting two rivers. How many of you guys have been to Two Rivers Church in Cornell? <laughs> Thank you, David. They prioritized things that are <laughs> important to God's kingdom. And we can just see that it's not just like, oh, they've been so faithful to us. No, they've been so faithful to Jesus. And we've heard that over the years. They've been so faithful to Jesus. They've sacrificed and we've seen that. They've chosen to honor God in the way they lead their family, the way they raise their kids and in, in what they value. And I'm just going to not no, read not. this scripture. No. Yeah. But I just wanted to mention it. <laughs> just because you can read it at home. Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God. And there's beautiful descriptions in there. Because our Father is faithful. And <laughs> I'll give you the scripture verse afterwards and I'm going to behave. Thank you, baby. There you go. All right. So... I appreciate you. We're 11 minutes over. It's just the way the cookie crumbled, okay? But this is a very key moment. Can you see why we wanted to feed you and get you here? So um, I'm going to talk to you just about the process from here onwards. All right, so between November and, I mean, I put January in there because, again, we, um, we don't have quite a, a lot of updates for you. Um, but trusting that actually in this season from now until we step out of City Gates, um, that you'll see a change. Um, yes, I am still leading this church right now, but from th this moment onwards, we are going to work towards the announcement that we've made. And so you'll probably see uh, me moving uh, from the captain of team to maybe moving to being a, more of a coach, stepping back a little bit. And you're going to see Brian and Vanessa, Brian in particular, start moving what I've said from quarterback to captain. Right now he's on staff with me. He's actually very instrumental in rolling things out, but he's going to move, step into that captain. And so you're going to see a little bit of that happening, as you can see even that picture there. Brian and Vanessa are actually in the front, and Tan and I are in the back there. Remember when we used to meet outside? Yeah, that was that moment there, cold um, in the spring. Um, and so you can expect that. Uh, and then January, as I said, we trust that there would be 
um, a moment where we can hand over. And that, is, that date is subject to seeing if we can get some of our advanced friends to come out and actually be with us um, in January. So we'll let you know when that is, but we reckon it'll be sometime in January. Um, and I just want to talk about this amazing team that you've just heard speak around uh, around. Uh, Brian and Vanessa, and uh, certainly we are a part of that right now. But Mike and Edwina, they are, are playing a grandparent role um, in this season. Justin and Leslie have said they are acting as older brothers and sisters in this moment. Um, Corey and Vera are, are, are kind of peers, you know, younger brothers and sisters in this team. And, and my wife and I will still in many ways uh, play a mother and father role up until that moment in January and perhaps a little bit beyond that. Um, and the plan is that as we upskill uh, Brian into this next season, we have all these resources in our movement to lean on. So the Advanced Church Planters course is a course that both Toby and Lawrence went through. It's a two-year uh, thing you can do, correspondence. And so I think Module 6 or Module 5 kicks off in January, and I've already been talking with our advanced guys, by the way. Um, he's going to be stepping into that. We know it's a great tool. We see how Lawrence and, 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 um, and, and Toby has flourished under that input. And so there's those kinds of initiatives that we trust uh, will come alongside and upskill Brian. Um, and then there's also these amazing checking-in moments. For example, um, in March, we're going to have this guy, Donnie Griggs, uh, come out as a check-in moment to see maybe a month or two after the handover how are things going, be with our church, be with our team, be with Brian and Vanessa. So, so thankful for that. Um, in May, uh, we will be at the Advanced Global in Texas, and I want to encourage every single city gator to make that a priority. Okay, you all have Canadian passports. Let me just tell you, it is the easiest thing to travel. Why aren't you getting on planes more? Okay, make it out to Texas because all of us and myself, I will be there in Texas as well to actually check in with the team. How's it going? How's it going, Brian? All of us will be present there. What a beautiful reunion we can look forward to. And then after May, that guy, which is Rigby Wallace, Rigby and Sue Wallace have committed to actually be with our church again. So over the next six months, there are these beautiful check-in moments from January the handover where we know our church will be, its hand will be held um, as they step into a new season, as this church steps into a new season, and we have stepped out um, officially. So I'm, I've got such confidence there. And the last thing I want to leave with you before we conclude is that there is an incredible legacy here. This picture over there is 2015 in Texas, I believe. And over there, Alan Frau is interviewing myself, I'm far less gray, uh, and... Mike and Edwina, who look just as good today as they did back then. But this was a moment where we were asked about this dynamic that the previous guy that led the church stayed on the eldership team of the new guy that led it. I just want you to know that that is not a normal thing. It, does, it happens, but it's not necessary. Often what happens is the guy that led it before needs to step out, needs to step away. And I know we're stepping out, but it's not because we can't be here with you. It's because we can't be in the country. Okay, And the Lord has, has, has moved and used that for our own new future. But this is a phenomenal legacy. And actually, what's in front of us here is that we now have another story to tell. I wouldn't be surprised that in Texas, that actually on that stage might be Brian and Vanessa and... And, uh, and, and um, what's your names again? Mike and, Mike and Edwina. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised because the story that we're telling, I want you to hear this, guys, is that we have Mike and Edwina that are, have been able to stay on, but now they can transition into a season in their lives where they can act like grandparents. You know, when initially it was referred to Mike sticking around, he's like a father. Mike is saying, I'm not a father, I'm a grandfather. That's the season they're in in life. They can be these wise sages around Brian and Vanessa who has the permission to grow up from sons and daughters to be fathers and mothers in this house. This is an incredible legacy that, that you have generational leadership present leading a church that Jesus is so committed to. Guys, it's a beautiful thing. And so I want to leave that with you. That's the end. Of our presentations today. It's the end of the big news, man. Yeah, you guys did great. Give yourselves a hand, but we are incredibly excited. Now, Brian and Vanessa were supposed to say something, and we scrapped them off the bill, all right? So they came because next week we're going to let them speak. And please show up next week again. We won't have food, but we'll be here, okay? 
And, and actually, Mike is going to preach on Timothy. Again, Timothy that Paul writes to says, don't let anybody look down on you because you are young. So it's going to be an amazing meeting where actually we'll hear from Brian and Vanessa. No, bro, we just late. Guys, you want to hear from Brian? He's like, please, please. Look. Two seconds. Okay. This wasn't in our plan speech, so we'll share our plan speech next week. This is just Philippians 1, something I read this morning. Um, let me just read it to you, City Gates, because I just feel like it applies to you. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God who began the good work within yous, plural of you, English doesn't really give us that, who began the good work within you will continue his work until it is finally finished. I think that verse is often quoted as an individual verse. It's a group verse. God has begun a good work in City Gates and has been working in City Gates for decades. And I believe, I am certain that God who began that good work in all of you, all of us, will continue that work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ returns. All right, we're going to pray, pray now. And then tomorrow night, we're going to pray again. At the Waypoint, we've got some venue stuff to pray through, some, some awesome things to pray through uh, as we look towards Christmas and this transition. So do join us, and straight afterwards, there'll be a leaders meeting as well. So deacons, community group leaders will be meeting afterwards as well. But let's pray now, and then I'll dismiss you. Jesus, thank you so much for your kindness to us. Lord, you have been so faithful. What we have shared in faith in May, we have seen you at work and putting these pieces together so that we could stand tonight and actually declare what we genuinely believe and full of faith is the plan of the Lord for our church, the plan for the Stunder family, the plan for this eldership team, the plan for Brian and Vanessa, for City Gates. Lord, we thank you so much for your faithfulness. Uh, and so we commit this next season into your hands. We're kicking off a brand new season where of, of a transition with a bit more teeth to it, with more plans to it. Lord, we're excited. Would you take us by the hand, by your spirit, and lead us? I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See you at prayer meeting tomorrow night, 7 o'clock at the Waypoint. God bless.